Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Super Myers Breaks Turbo EX, the show that we're trying to use as a means to break things down for Myers-Briggs training and personality development. Uh, today on the show, we're talking about Gary V's message, extroverted thinking versus extroverted feeling, where he has extroverted feeling or extroverted thinking rather as his dominant trait. And all of his messaging these days is basically railing against extroverted feeling or rather specifically the underdeveloped extroverted feeling types, which take up a large portion of pop the population. And, um, how that is translated into generation from generation passing down all sorts of expectations to their children and people being afraid of conflict and not working through things and uh, not doing things for themselves. So we're going to talk a little bit about Gary V as an ENTJ, uh, hit, break down his type a little bit, and um, then talk about extroverted feeling. And if you're an extroverted feeler, how, which is an FJ in the Myers-Briggs type, how you can better use your extra, extroverted feeling to make better decisions. So let's break that down today on Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. Thank you uh, for being here, and uh, thank you for listening for the, to the last few episodes. It's been really uh, rad to try to build another podcast audience, and uh, it's just going to take some time and effort, and I really, really appreciate it that you guys are here. So today we're going to talk about uh, Gary V's messaging and really what he is, the, the place that he's coming from, his Myers-Briggs type, and where he's going. And, um, what, who he's basically fighting, you know, he's kind of like, he's a TE dominant. He's an extroverted thinker, which is very focused on systems and processes and efficiency when it comes to people and external systems. And also very informationally focused, uh, facts and details. So like, he's always talking about like, I just don't like to talk about things that I don't know. That's because extroverted thinking is not very good at, you know, they're, they're not a pontificating type. They'll figure things out. Um, when they're doing things in the external world with other people, but they're very rarely going to be publicly working through a concept or very rarely going to be very openly um, confident or comfortable being wrong <laughs> in public. Uh, so that kind of explains that a little bit. Um, so he's an ENTJ for those of you not familiar with the Myers-Briggs system uh, too specifically, that means he's an extroverted intuitive thinking and judging type. And uh, the TJ means that he leads with extroverted thinking. So, and um, because he is an extrovert in his, at his, at the whole, he leads with extroverted thinking. And that means his secondary is introverted intuition. So he's, when he's taking time to himself, when things are a little bit quieter, and, um, I assume that when he's like in his car and doing things and, you know, in between doing stuff and, um, when he's at home with his family, he gets time to work through his introverted processes, which is his introverted intuition and introverted feeling. And introverted feeling is his inferior function. And his tertiary is extroverted sensing, which has a degree, a very, very small degree of, of caring about how people perceive him. And he's kind of talking about that a little bit more as he's getting a little bit older, talking about how sort of like affirmations and notoriety and um, 
his legacy, there's another word he's been using for it, but I can't remember at the moment, but kind of his legacy has always been his thing is that he wants to be remembered. He wants um, to be seen as someone who has been, you know, a helpful force in the world. And, and, and um, while he doesn't have like fancy things, he's very much concerned with uh, making sure that people see him for who he is and that he's, you know, he's not a slob though. You know, he's not, overly dressed up. He's, he doesn't like, sh- he's not very showy. He doesn't show off the cars that he's driving in or whatever, but he is certainly showing the process of being a CEO. And to him, that is the bad, na- badass extroverted scenting uh, that he's exhibiting, you know, look what I do. Look at me. Um, so, you know, and it's not a very, in a very forthcoming, like, you know, very bombastic kind of way. It's just very subtle and something that he's been working towards at his, uh, at this, middle stage of his life. So um, to go back into his extroverted thinking and introverted intuition, his introverted intuition is something that is just like, you know, he gets these kind of ideas and you can see that if you follow him, he's the kind of guy that he'll start sort of stay with a topic for a while and continue to work through sort of broad strokes of an idea and a concept. He'll do a lot of keynotes where he's talking about uh, quite a few different concepts and ideas, but then, um, you know, every once in a while, out of nowhere, it seems like he just has this very clear vision of of an idea that he wants to talk about because it's something that he's working through in his own mind, in his own introverted space. And he's collecting that data through his extroverted thinking, through going out in the world and talking to people at keynotes and um, basically being on the go all the time. He's got this manic behavior that is, uh, you know, he's got this energy that he can keep up with. And that extrovert energy is certainly um, helpful in that case. You know, he's, he's grown. I'm I'm sure when he was younger, he probably wasn't very in tune with um, the people aspect. Um, But extrovert, extroverted thinkers are, you know, they can be people persons, but usually in terms of effectiveness, they're trying to get people to help them and do the things that they need them to do to be a part of like the machine or the, the, the processes that they are trying to build in order to get people, you know, to, to do what they need to do. So, you know, building a company for an ENTJ is like a very common, very natural dream for that type of person. Um, for example, also, um, Molly's daughter is pretty sure she's an ENTJ. She's just very informationally focused and she just really loves something where she's managing people. There's this, um, there's this, uh, Marvel game where you're managing a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the, the heroes and their stats and making sure that you're picking the most effective, um, characters and using them to the best ability. And she just loves that game. She's so good at it. But when she's also, (laughs) so another good example was she was trying to, um, she had this new desk that was set up in an office at her grandmother's house and she wanted to add some art on the walls. And she, instead of just like sitting there and like plugging away and drawing a whole bunch of stuff, she, she implemented a system where, she got me, her mother, and uh, her grandmother to start drawing stuff. She was just like, oh, you, okay, so you draw something, and um, why don't you use this color? And then you draw something, and you use this color, and you draw something, and you use this color. And she was just, like, going between all of us and making sure that, like, everyone was, like, on their game and, and making stuff that she liked. Um, but she was also, like, 
giving emotional permission or she was just like, well, you know what, if you want to make something that you like, you know, yeah, you can go ahead and make whatever you want. <laughs> it was just really cute. Uh, and she's kind of playing with this, you know, helping, we're kind of helping her understand that like people aren't just pawns, you know, and that people are, um, uh, there are, if you're appealing to someone's emotional needs, that they'll be more likely to, uh, to cooperate with you and, and work with you and do the things that you would like. And, um, you know, it's really funny because she does have that kind of like manic people energy that, um, that, that Gary V has. And it's kind of very common for an ENTJ. It really depends on your upbringing and your, your potential to play with those systems and do that stuff. Uh, so it's, it's a little bit, um, dependent on that stuff. Um, so yeah, Gary V is an extroverted intuition or extroverted, um, thinker type with introverted intuition. And, um, that intuition manifests with like all of the new ideas that he comes up with as he keeps going along. And these concepts that he's, um, basically simplifying and, and figuring out and he's getting, you know, he's exposed to a lot of information, a ton of data that he's able to work through. And um, basically a lot of what he's been kind of uh, combating these days is extroverted feeling. It's not something that's in his cognitive stack, but it's something that is very common out there in the world. And it's something that is holding a lot of people back. This notion of people feeling like they need permission to do something or feeling like they, um, they need to pick a life path based on what their parents want or what their spouse wants or what other people in their life want for them. And extroverted feelers who are um, good at this will, you know, do this well. They'll be able to um, get, get, make sure people's needs are met in a helpful, productive way without sacrificing their own esteem and their own goals. You know, um, uh, a good ENFJ example is Oprah Winfrey. She is a type that has very much pushed her her sort of path and agenda through life, and um, but she's brought people along the entire way. She's just, she's just like the, the queen of daytime TV. She's just like, you know, she's, she's gave Rachel Ray her job, things like that. And uh, her career basically, and uh, lift continues to lift people up. And that's really the power of extroverted feeling. So Gary V is really fighting against the negative sides of extroverted feeling, which is of conflict avoidance and um, not ruffling feathers and making sure people's needs are met by sacrificing your own which is not um which is not the way things should be you know it's not helpful for anyone to think that way or be that way so um i'm going to i'm like stepping on crumbs i got a vacuum underneath me <laughs> that's gross um uh so uh, that's really what he's combating. You know, he's, um, there was a couple of recent keynotes that he had in, uh, Singapore talking about, um, how a lot of, um, a lot of immigrant culture, um, Asian culture, uh, countries, um, a lot of, you know, kind of like boomer, baby boomer type, um, uh, merchant types that end up coming to the United States or like you get the, you know, you hear like the Asian, the Asian and Indian, uh, cliche, which Indians are Asians, but you know what I mean? The Asian cliche that, um, that parents, their parents are just like, they want them to be a doctor. They want them to be a lawyer and stuff like that. And he's basically fighting it by saying like, your parents are trying to get you to do that so that they can say so they can brag about you to their friends. You know, they don't actually care about what you specifically want. And it's important for you to care about what you want because, um, 
you know, they're doing it for the same reasons that you're doing it for them. They're doing, they're putting this pressure on you because they're getting pressure from outside sources. So for you to compound that and take that pressure as well is just going to make you miserable. So continue to work towards the things that you want to work towards. And, um, you know, I, I just really wanted to, this is not a, an opportunity for me to like reshare all of his ideas because certainly you can go to Gary V on YouTube and watch uh, um, some of his keynotes, which are really great. And he's been just talking about a lot of this lately. And, um, I think a lot of uh, the internet and entrepreneur types are talking about this as well. People are working through it. We're trying to come up with um, certain ways to subvert extroverted feeling or find ways to learn how to embrace it because, you know, the FJ types in the Myers-Briggs system, that is going to be their core decision-making function. So how do you continue to move forward with that? Well, using your extroverted feeling in a way that's healthy is by working through conflict by making sure that other people's needs are met by giving them the emotional space to work through ideas, to work through the things that they want to work through. If you have the ability to help them, help them, but don't do it at the sacrifice of your own well being. If it happens to be along their path and you can bring them with you, it's kind of like the, um, you know, the, the, the I don't know, like the, the sort of like anti-hero that is just kind of like moving along and then someone's just there and they're just like, Hey, you want to come? with me, I'm going this way. They're not really like a hero, but they're not really like a villain. They're just like someone that's just like moving. It's just like, Hey, you're here. I can help you. I have the resources and I like you. I think you fit into my community and uh, I'm going to bring you along. So if you want to come great. Uh, but if they don't want to come, it's not your job to make them do anything. Right? So that's the, the problem with extroverted feeling also is that there are manipulation elements to it. There is, um, cause it's about people management, you know, where like extroverted thinking is more about like kind of systems management, which happens to involve people. Extroverted feeling is about emotional management of people and wanting to make sure everyone's happy and everyone's taken care of. Um, even if it's not the most efficient <laughs> or effective, it's largely about just making sure that, um, you know, everyone, everyone is, uh, is evolving and growing and developing. And sometimes that's just misinterpreted as let's not say what we mean. Let's not do what we want. Let's not ruffle any feathers. Let's not have conflict. Let's not have discussions. Uh, let's avoid things. And, um, that's not good. That doesn't lead anyone in any positive direction and your relationships will improve as you go along. If you are, taking the time to work through that, to sit with someone, talk to them, listen to them, be there for them and provide insight. And you'll end up fostering a much more positive relationship as a result at the end of the day. So it's kind of a simplified version of a lot of the things that Gary V are Gary V is talking about, but I wanted to point out you know, that that's what essentially that's what that is. That stuck out to me as like Gary V is basically T E versus F E right now. You know, <laughs> he's trying to, tell people to just like, Hey, get out there, do the work, go do the thing. And, um, you know, even helping them to build positive relationships and being able to, uh, help people, but not at the sacrifice of your own well being, Cause it's more natural for him to do that, but it's uh, going to be tough for other people, people who are extroverted feelers. Like I said, FJs in the Myers-Briggs type system, uh, you know, it's hard uh, and it takes maturity to be able to work through this notion that, working through conflict is healthy and that conflict is good. And at the end of it, you'll be fostering better relationships at the end of the day. And conflict is usually a way for you to find out which people still kind of fit into your life and which ones don't. Right. So, 
uh, all of that's really important to, to work through. So uh, that's it. Um, we're going to wrap up today. Thank you for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. This has been kind of like my interpretation of Gary V's mission and, and message, uh, TE versus FE. If you want to go check out my courses, go to cnote.media. You can jump straight into the advanced course at super Myers, super MBTI.training. Um, still working on the uh, INFJ course, but you could certainly pre-order and sign up for that. And I'm um, trying to figure out which type I'm going to break down next. Uh, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or uh, any requests for what topics you would like to speak about on this uh, podcast, you can certainly message me here on Anchor, anchor.fm slash super MBTI, or leave a donation at the same location. And um, that's it. Take care of yourselves and each other. Leave a rating and review if you can. And uh, we'll catch you next time on Super Myers Briggs Turbo EX. All right. So I'm doing a follow up to this episode because, man, I am so not right. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. What did I do this? It was a uh, September, something like that. Yeah. September, mid September, September 17th that I recorded this episode originally. And, um, since then I feel like I've grown a whole lot. So it's kind of interesting to think that this could be an example of how over time you get to know someone's type a little bit more and you can learn, um, more by just simply paying more attention. And I'm completely wrong. <laughs> Gary V is most definitely an ENFJ, um, not an ENTJ. And I think it's really easy to confuse the two because he is just, he's got so much of that brash New Jersey energy. But the more that I've seen his content, the more that I see him evolve as a person, he is so people focused. Everything that you see with him on Twitter in particular, he's he's got groups of people that he's keeping in touch with. He is most of the time he's like hanging out and doing podcasts and it's all about making sure that people are happy and everything is just, he is just a master of the FE people management. And that is where it's at. It's not about people as resources. It's people as people. And he is really, really good at that. And really what he's combating is he's also combating FE, but he's combating poor FE. You know, people who are caring too much about what people think. He is really, really battling those mindsets. And maybe it's not FE in particular, but it can be uh, anyone who has that sort of perspective that they're stuck in. So he's kind of like a FE dominant supporting FE tertiary or inferior types who are having a challenge with caring about what other people think. And the same thing with people who are struggling with authenticity, which are struggling with their introverted feeling. They are struggling in that sense as well, that um, they, they're just so concerned with, uh, with, with making sure to protect other people's emotions that they are not uh, living their life to the best of their ability and doing what they can to the best of their ability. So, I mean, I'm going to come back and end up doing an episode directly related to Gary V being an ENFJ and try to parse that out a little bit more. Um, but I, I'm also moving away from uh, doing celebrity type in a way that is vague. I think it's really easy for all of us to be armchair experts when it comes to typology, but I want to make sure that there's a lesson with every type that I use and that I do. So while I haven't been very active on this feed, this is something that I do want to keep moving forward with in some capacity. I'm just sort of shifting and calibrating and moving to try to figure out how to best present this going forward. So this is me correcting myself. Gary V is most definitely an ENFJ um, in my perspective, in my opinion, that I've been 
witnessing and seeing over time, I would suggest that if you are a fan of Gary Vee or have you seen his work to, uh, to, to look a little bit deeper and see if that's what resonates with you also. Um, I think it's really easy to say TE energy for ENFJ, but he is not a get it done regardless. He is a get it done. Uh, he expects things of people, but it's not about, it's not going to, it's about their relationship first. He's all about making sure that those relationships matter. He literally goes to all 700 employees and makes sure that he carves out a few minutes of time a year for them to spend time with him, to talk to him, to find out if they're doing okay. And it's, he's got a chief heart officer as like the head of HR. That is the number two in his company. Like those are very, very obvious things. And he's, his like inferior beacon is that he wants to not only leave a legacy legacy, but he always talks about being historically correct. And that sounds like very inferior TI over a long period of time, just wanting to be historically correct. Right. That is like, the equivalent of the opposite for me. For me, it's like I want people to appreciate my message and grow um, through my information. Whereas Gary Vee's the opposite. He's helping people building relationships, but it's about his legacy at the end of the day. It's about his identity. It's about his being historically correct. And it's just a small part of who he is, but it's a very, very big part of what's driving him. You know, he's always talking about how he wants to own the Jets. It's his thing, it's what he wants. And my inferior beacon is all about wanting as an INTP is wanting people to grow, to be able to connect and spread my ideas as opposed to, you know, cause I'm already in touch with my individuality, but it's about him growing as an individual. So I think that's, what's fascinating to me. So I'll, I'll probably do more in the future about Gary V in particular, cause I watch a lot of his content, but that is my correction. And, um, Hopefully there's still stuff in this episode that is useful, but it's, it's nice to say like, just to be aware that you can be wrong. Cause I've definitely been wrong over and over again. Typology is hard. Personalities stuff is really difficult. And if you're not listening uh, correctly and really experiencing people, I think the big difference between me and the last six months has been, I've had more experience with people. I've been to personality hackers, uh, profiler training. I've done all sorts of really, really amazing, uh, things with different types and experiencing types more so in person. So getting that experiential data is going to give you more corrective data. So I'm sure I would learn a lot more if I were to get to know Gary V in person as well. But there are things that I've picked up a little bit more about ENFJ body language, about the way that he jokes with people, the way he connects with people that has helped me understand him as an ENFJ, as opposed to being an ENTJ. Okay. So that's it. Um, that's just a quick follow-up. I hope you guys take care of yourselves and each other and I'll catch you next time. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to super Myers Briggs turbo EX. We're going to help you with Myers Briggs and all that fun stuff. And, uh, if you want to jump straight into the advanced course, go to supermbti.training. You want to check out my other shows, go to dopamine.life for mental, my mental health podcast. And you can go to cnote.show to check out the media podcast. So if you love this show, go to anchor.fm slash super MBTI and leave some love, leave a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And, uh, most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to super Myers Briggs turbo. Yes. Okay.